Welcome to Don't Be Alarmed, We're Negroes, the podcast where we take a colorful look at life, diversity, and the game of golf from the other side of the green. Over the next hour and change, you will definitely hear explicit perspectives penetrating your ear. Enjoy! Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. Yeah, we are back for another week of Don't Be Alarmed, We're Negroes. And always, we want to. Yeah, welcome back. We got a good show for you, and we even got a new personality coming to join the flow with us. But. My cart partner on the other side. We got my man, Sugar, in the house, man. What is happening with you, player? Hello, neighbors. <laughs> Doing good, man. Just, uh, you know, another week chilling, waiting for this weather to fucking change so we can get out there. Kiss my ass, Sugar. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Well, before you give a full rundown, let's talk about who's in the house. So, of course, we got MD. We got Marcus in the house. What's happening? Good uh, good evening, fellas. Good evening. All right. What's up with this weekend? I mean, we got weather this weekend. Yeah. I mean, we we could get out there and swing a few. Have to. Yeah. I'm with it. Uh, and then we got my guy, my fam, can't keep a shirt on, uh, Mr. Nipples, you know what I'm saying? Out in San Diego, we got Booger. It's a nipple, because I'm drooling. What's up, Book? What's going on? What's going on, fam? Just want y'all to remember the word of the day. Not all tossed salads deserve croutons. Mm, mm, Remember mm. that. Remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Huh. Um. And then we got our guy. He has all the answers. Dan, the answer man, aka Trombone Shorty. Yes, indeed. What's happening, Dan? What's up, fellas? Can to show some more support in a, in an honorary beige mode, you know? Nice. Yeah. Love it. Right on, bro. Why well, I look like you in a mace video? Amen. <laughs> take that, take that, take, take that. that, take that. Wow. I was thinking, uh, what's her name? Aaliyah. You remember that? Oh, one in a million or yeah, whatever that one that is. Down. Yep. Or that Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson joint. Oh. Yep. I got all the 90s technology. Right. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> and coming to the mic fresh, we got another drum major in the building. He can lead a band. Play them horns and swing that thing. Christina and Chuck's roommate, the black belt. Welcome to Sensei, Matt Wager. What's happening, Matt? 
How's it going, fellas? Nice to be on the show. You got a Commodore 64 over there? <laughs> I'm not witness protection <laughs> program, man. <laughs> I told you. It's in an undisclosed location. <laughs> yeah, I know you got warrants trying to hide. <laughs> I am. Trying to, I'm trying to hide from my three kids, man. You know? Uh-huh. Hey, you don't use no government names. That's fair. <laughs> hey, uh, sure. Give us a rundown of our show. Uh, this episode is going to cover the golf news of the week as we always bring it to you. Uh, with our own little flair on it. Uh, last week's uh, Valspar Championship, and then we'll get into this week's WGC match play and the LPGA JTBC. God damn, that's a lot of letters. Classic. Um, we got a real cool diversity story uh, to talk to you about. Um, it's a it's a profile on kind of Doug Williams and his view of of uh, you know his his view and perspective written by a, a, a real good writer, man. So we'll get into that story. We'll get into our front nine. Uh, what's your favorite professional sports trophy of all time? We'll get into the back nine. Any new updates to your game? So looking forward to hearing the fellas' perspective on that. Uh, our weekly segment, or, or not a weekly segment, but every podcast that we have, our, uh, our segment that people want to hear about is uh, what are we hating on? So uh, got some new folks. So there'll be some new hate out there. Um, so looking forward to that. And then we got the gigging golf song of the week, Benny the Butcher uh, and Conway the Machine, Tyson versus Ali, another banger for you. And then we're going to close out with our final shout outs. Nice. We got a full show. We have some great news, though. So let's get into our news. Welcome to the Negro Golf News. So. It's out there that uh, Phil Mickelson is going to miss the Masters. First time since, I think, 1994. Uh, what say you about Phil and Tiger uh, not being in the Masters? And they've both won uh, multiple jackets. So, Boog, how do you feel? Uh, Tiger, understandable. Still working on his rehab. Phil, suck that shit up and face your problems head on, man. <laughs> Come the fuck on. <laughs> Come on now. You ain't playing over there in uh, airplane yet, so just play the Masters and suck it up. You get hate no matter what, so live with it. Yeah. Okay. Goodness. Marcus. I agree with the with Tiger. You know, that's to be expected. I didn't. I wouldn't have thought he would have played, but Phil, I almost appreciate he's taking himself out because of some shit that he said, you know. Well, I mean... I don't think it was that big of a deal, but I, I've always lived by the it's not it's not what you meant, it's how the person takes it. Mm-hmm. You know. So they could have taken That's why you go. Stand stand by your word. Yeah, but like I said, I can appreciate I can appreciate I can appreciate almost pulling himself out. I kinda of like a self punishment. Yeah, I don't know. Wagers. Well, I I guess my point is he wasn't gonna win anyways. I don't care if he shows up or not. Um, I don't know if he took himself out. I would be more inclined to think he's been suspended for the year. Um, I guess we'll never know since PGA Tour doesn't like to talk about that stuff. But I did see something interesting on Masters.com. And they have Tiger Woods still in the field. And he's not listed as a past champion, not playing. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if we see some Tiger that weekend. Maybe. Huh. Maybe. 
he did say his comeback was going to be in 2023, but he's already been out there playing and winning a little bit here and there. So, Dan. They just, they just paid Phil, too. Well, they had to, yeah. They, they paid him. So, you know, maybe that was – maybe that's part of the reason. What you what you think, Dan? Well, I think that, you know, Tiger still being there is just because it's a marketing thing, right? If the biggest names possibly could be there, you're going to leave it there until it's official, you know, almost – the day of, I, I'd have imagined if he's not going to play, but you know, you're going to just keep him there because he, we all know he moves the needle. So, you know, yeah. if, if there's possible interest, you know, if that's going to help keep him there. And as far as Phil, I mean, Hey man, he, everybody says stuff. It's a matter if you get caught, right. Or if someone, you know, leaks it out or whatever, you know, stuff gets said all the time. We're all guilty of it. Right. So, and I, and I think what Marcus said, you know, if, if you're going to, do something in a bad way. All right. He's going to take a step back, reflect a little and you know, come back, I guess when he's ready. But I think, you know, he's a smart person from a business standpoint. So he has a lot of people telling him, you know, how to make decisions and so forth. So there's, there's a bunch of reasons why I think he's not going to be there for a bit. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Okay. I got a question. Right. It, he took himself out from the reports, not because of what he said, but because he's, well, what he said, but he didn't, he was saying, okay, the harsh treatment over there and things going on. Uh, okay, so what's so wrong about what he did? It's, it's how he said it. Uh, yeah. we, we face it in America every day. Yeah, you know, but, he said uh, over I'm, here all the time. I'm not getting yeah, killed by cops. Me and, Eric, me, and, me and Eric had this conversation about our last president and everything that he did that you could say is good. It's also the person and the things that he said. It's kind of disgusting. But the things he said and did, people still support. Yeah, but not the people that he's offending. That's what I'm saying. It's not, it's not, you can defend him, but at the same time, he offended someone. Right. And he's in a, and he's in a position of, of, of but okay, our last president he, he offended, offended everyone and it was okay. He offended the wrong person within the PGA brass. Exactly. Period. So here's how I look at it. I mean, I've said enough crazy shit on these podcasts. So anybody could look at what I've said and take it out of context for sure. So, but the thing is, is that I'm going to stand by every word that I did say. So even if I was wrong, even if I fucking said it out of context, if I hurt your feelings, I really don't give a fuck if I hurt your feelings. I really don't. (laughs) Because it was my fucking opinion at the time when I said it. I just just don't think that that's, that's within what the PGA so-called standard is no i get it i get it but that's why that's why you're probably not going to see him in a lot of these big tournaments because they paid him already and they probably told him yeah you can just go ahead and chill out yeah you can come back and and we'll let you know when you can come back and i like like matt was saying um they sweep a lot of this shit underneath the rug so mm-hmm. a lot of it said in conference out of mind for a while exactly yep. it's about it he's back on the same yeah the same uh, the same token is the same pga that if they were to go play in Dubai and all that, you have to pay them for your own self, your own likeness, your own film, shit like that. PJ is should night. Can't argue with that. Yeah, I mean, when you look at when you look at the the, the way that they control the sport. It's, it, and I was just going to say that it's one of the sports that it's is last in diversity. Mm-hmm. It's last in public relations. We don't see nothing about these players. Like we were talking about, we're happy Netflix is going to start showing a little bit of behind the scenes, but 
PGA is just it's just so old school, and you got a lot of old men that are still running it that have those old values. Mm-hmm. So it's it's coming along, but it's coming along slow. And it's yeah, just, but you can't. You but I think that the culture of golf it's going to it'll catch up at some point, and I think it's way behind. But at the same at the same token, you can't. Golf is not ready for the TikTok era, though, either. No, not at all. It's not. not. It, no. I mean, it, it, there's there is such a thing as going too far. You know. Okay. And I mean, I even I I even think that. Like I I think golf needs to change, but I don't think it needs. To you're gonna come out there in the khakis and the polos, and you're gonna be dressed nice. We don't care about your views on what's going on in politics and what's going on in America. Come out here and play golf, and leave that other stuff outside of our PGA. Mm-hmm. That's, what That's what this sport is like right now. Yeah, to a point, because if it's to bring somebody down, they'll still show it on Golf Channel, and that's run by the PJ. They don't give a damn. Oh, that's true. Through his problems, done. Mm-hmm. But what then they say, they done. Then they went and begged them to come back because exactly. they realized so they he moved the choose, needle. And that's that that old man mentality. They pick and choose what they want to put out there and don't want to put out if, there. If they celebrate you when you're doing good, but they also are going to put the spotlight on you when you fucking up. Yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. It's part of the, it's, I think it's part of the sport. I mean, I, I really do. Yeah, it is what it is, but no Phil, no tiger as of yet. Uh, but we have the young guns out there. We're going to see uh, what happens. Uh, 14 days, I believe it is. Uh, yep. And the master starts. So uh, get ready for that. That's a big event. Um, we got a couple of shout outs or just news like, I mean, rest in peace to the new New Mexico golf team. They were on the road um, and lost a lot of lives out there in an accident, kind of tragedy. Did you guys know? Did you guys know that the 13 year old kid was driving the fucking car, the vehicle that hit that that hit them? You yeah. heard that in the pickup truck? Yeah, that's crazy. He was fucking 13. What the fuck is he driving the car for? He went 75 miles an hour. Yeah, exactly. And I think they said that they had a temporary tire on that truck. Jesus. Yeah, it was a temporary it was a, tire just failed. It's it was a spare tire that that blew because spare tires only rated up to certain you know miles per hour, miles an hour, or something. So like multiple that. reasons that sh- accident never should have happened. Nope. Yeah. So it blew and it pulled him. It was pulling to that side of the road, and he couldn't get control to get back and on he, his side of the road. But that's why you don't let a thirteen-year-old drive a car. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, I got a question. Where did this happen? Uh, shit! It, they were driving in I, Texas. Texas. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> I know. I know in Mexico, you could be ten and drive a car. Oh, yeah. I know all of us has driven a car before. We was able supposed to be driving a car. Yeah, yeah but I'm not driving down the highway in the seventy five. Yes, I believe. I believe it was Southwest College. Was it Southwest? I, out it? of I think it's in New Mexico. I yeah. think it's called Southwest College. Yeah. Oh, okay. Southwest University or something like that. Yeah. It was but, yeah. Crazy. The accident occurred I didn't, I didn't in know Texas. Kid was driving. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. little kid was driving. Yep. And yeah. one of the one of those kids on that golf team was from Colorado too, man. So yeah, yeah. Man. Yep. A, a sad story, man. Sad story. Yeah. Sad. You know what? That might be my hate. Keep your fucking kids out the goddamn car if they ain't got a goddamn license. <laughs> Shit. It ain't gonna be no hate, but like my daughter say, "Fuck them kids." Wow. Damn it, man. Shit. Eat them. That might be have to be the hate. Uh, Nelly Corda sidelined with what seems to be a blood clot. Uh, 
Whoa. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, she's up and coming. She's only 23. Um, I mean, she's going to be out for a while because you can't play with those blood clots. Um, it's really sad because she was, was doing her thing. Um, gold medalist at the Tokyo Olympics, uh, seven-time winner on the LPGA Tour. Um, so, Wasn't she number one going into the season? Yes. yes uh, yeah. Yep. And it's, it's tough, man. I mean, I, she's a great golfer. You just hope that, you know, um, like these types of in, like these types of situations, you just hope that it's just a one and done because those things can come back. Right. Um, so, you know, get better soon. Glad they caught, caught it. They caught it. Yeah, no doubt, man. Cause that, those things can travel and, and kill you. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Now let's go to some tiger news. And actually, this Tiger news just came out before we start recording, um, and let's talk about that. So, the irons that Tiger Woods played with in the Tiger Slam are being auctioned off right now, and the current bid is twenty seven thousand five hundred dollars. And the auctioneers seem to think that it should go for up to a million dollars. What say you? Good thing it's not the last set of clubs he played with for his career. And then <laughs> he decides to come back a day later after somebody buys him. <laughs> yeah, like that football and shit. Yikes. Yep. There were some who people. Knows? I mean, who knows what's going to happen? When they start that bidding, who knows what's going to happen? That's the thing about an auction. They could, they could have put $5 on it, but who knows what it's going to end up at. Some people yeah. said, I wonder what his burner phone would have got auctioned off for. Oh, God. <laughs> that, that, might, that might take on more more, uh, more attention. And then if it has a reserve, you know what I mean? They might say they could go for twenty seven, twenty eight thousand. But what if the reserve is 250000 So if it don't meet the reserve, they don't have to sell them. Sure. Well, those, club, those clubs ain't going to ever make the, the person who buys them hit like, hit like Tiger. So it ain't going to matter. Uh, it'll be some. It'll be some collector like the dude that bought Tiger's <laughs> ball. It'll be a collector like that. Yeah, yeah. Like really, dude. If you bought a ball for five hundred thousand, I don't. But think just tell would. me, tell me, you wouldn't try to hit with them clubs one time? Yeah, of course you would. I would. Yeah, I would. Shit, you gonna be out there cleaning them out there every time you fucking hit a ball? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Are they signed? I wonder if he signed them or something. No, there's uh, the pictures I saw there. There was a ball mark on one of them. Uh-huh. Um, and then the rest of them just, I mean, they were his. I think they, they probably, I think at that time he was having his initials and stuff put on them. So yeah. they're probably marked in some kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dan, Matt. Yeah. I mean, they're tiger stamped. You know, you can just, it's bragging rights. So you have enough money, you want to pay it, more power to you. They say on the handle, pimp it, pimp it. <laughs> Perkins pimping, yes, sir. Perkins pimping. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not paying for those because that's out of my bracket. Um, our other item on this news is uh, what's the real deal between Tiger and Phil? You know, um, Phil always gives credit to Tiger for. Uh, bringing money to the sport and basically helping him get paid and get rich. But Phil was the up and coming guy uh, until Tiger hit. Um, and they have this relationship where they do a lot of things like the match. Um, and 
they're seen in, in commercials and all kind of stuff. So, uh, what say you about Tiger and Phil's relationship? I think it's, I don't think it's as bad as the public or the media would like to make you seem. I think it's, it's, they're making money off of it. You better believe that. Yeah, they're making money off of it. I mean, like you said, Phil was up and coming. Tiger comes in to ruin it. That's a that's a money making machine right there. You can you can ride with that their whole career as they did. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like wrestling, dude. Right? You have two you have two guys that oppose each other, and they're in the background laughing at everybody. Yes, because they they're making they're making every they're making all the money. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. They make it seem like they hate each other when they don't. They don't. It's just character storylines, right? To make yeah. you watch. Yeah. To make you pay money. Is, I bet you can't you can't count on everybody's hands and toes on this pod on this podcast the many drinks they've shared together after making a big check. Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. what? I I don't think they're buddy buddy though. I think they're no, cordial yeah. and I think they kind of respect each other's game, but uh, I don't think they're super We're not close. hanging out like after work and shit. No, they got an understanding though that they need each other. Yeah, I think Phil needs Tiger I more than Tiger needs Phil. Oh, no doubt. I mean, Phil probably wouldn't become the player he was without Tiger motivating mm-hmm. him and pushing him and winning all those majors, kind of showing him the blueprint how to get things done. I think. Phil ended up going to Butch Harmon after Tiger was done with him. And then you notice Tiger, Phil starts winning all these majors and stuff. And mm-hmm. I think once he starts winning those majors, that's when Tiger starts giving him some respect. And who profited the most out of all of it? Probably Phil and his caddy. No, the PGA. <laughs> and the PGA. PGA. Yeah. I think Phil made a lot of fans off of uh, Tiger because you, you always have that group of fans that just hate the good guy. Hate the guy that's winning, winning all the matches, winning the best you know, in the game. You know what's funny? So in San Diego, there's very few San Diego people who like Phil at all. And he's local. Yeah, yeah. weird. There's very <laughs> few people who like Phil. Um, matter of fact, DJ that I play golf with on Sunday, he's been on the show. Yeah, he couldn't stand Phil. He didn't like Phil before, but then he played with them at uh, Del Mar, and he said he's a cool ass person. Hmm. Other than that, yeah, I still don't like him. <laughs> Something about him rubs me wrong. I don't know what it is, but I don't even think any of the tour players really appreciate or like Phil that much. I don't. I don't hear anyone feeling sorry for Phil that he's not playing or he's said all the dumb shit that he did. So, yeah. I think Phil just kind of rubs people the wrong way, and he lets you know about it all the time. He has an arrogance to him. You can just tell. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know a guy who has a natural arrogance like that. <laughs> Why are you starting with me already? That's not you. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Reggie and Eric know who I speak of. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. There's just people that there's people that just have that that natural arrogance. I won't say I don't think they pay attention to it, but they can care less how you feel about it. Yeah. One hundred percent agreed. Hopefully we get Maybe one more matchup of Tiger and Phil. I mean, they're getting a little older. We'll see. Um, on the senior tour. Yeah, yeah. Even, yeah I, was, I was getting ready to say. Even if it's on that. Yeah. Right. Tiger never played on the senior tour. Yeah. I, just, I, I worry. I think about that. I'm like, uh, he'll just go and design courses and be on TV. 
Yeah, he already said he probably never planned to sing your tour. Mm. Well, well, oh well, that wraps up the golf news of the week. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's get into the Valspar Championship. Give us a rundown of who won and what went down on the Valspar shoot. Yeah, so um, this was a, another great weekend of golf uh, where you had uh, Sam Burns defend his title with a playoff victory over Davis Riley. And Davis Riley hit a crazy-ass shot, man. Out of the sand, he cupped a ball. Like, I've never – I've it's – I know it's March Madness and shit like that, but when you see a dude do that, it's just – it makes you really feel like, damn, I need to get my golf game right to be able to do some shit like that. Yeah, I got to – I'm just saying. But, yeah, it was just interesting to see um, – I mean, Sam Burns had to, to make a – he did have to make a comeback, and – you know, uh, Davis Riley, and then there was, um, uh, I forgot. JT name. was there. JT was there. And then there was choking. If he didn't bogey on that, what, <laughs> he that 12 choking. or 13, if he, didn't, if he didn't bogey on 12 or 13, he'd be the winner. Yeah, that's true. I thought, I thought he was going to win until that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Back to back bogey like that. And then I think he went even. And his last five holes birdied all last five holes. So he had a little hiccup right there, right before he was hot. Yeah. Good golf. Hey, Sam Burns, though, they, this is back to back for him, right? Right. Yeah. Back, man. Yeah. Gotta give it up to him. Hey, he's crazy, he's, though, because didn't Davis Riley like triple bogey the, the par five yeah. on, on the front? Mm hmm. And, and he ends up going to the playoff. If, and yeah. I think he played on three different holes on his way to the to, to holing out. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of weird to see a pro triple bogey a par five. Mm hmm. And then Matt, Matt, uh, Neesmith, he kind of just, it just wasn't working on that last round. Just fell out. Just mm. fell out, man. Sometimes the bottom you, falls you out. Have, you, have three day, you could have three good fucking days, and then you get out there on Sunday, and well, for whatever the case, man, whether it's nerves or whatever it is, better golfers. You yeah, see it? It was tight. It was, it was tight. It was, it was tight. It was good. Yeah, it was good golf, man. It could have been anybody out of those four or five at, at, you know, at the end there. Could mm. have been any of them. Yeah. Well, we have some great golf coming up. It's actually started today. Uh, WGC Match Play. And that is brought to us by For Your Eyes Only Aesthetics. If you want to get your skin right, go mess with For Your Eyes Only Aesthetics. Let's hear. Hey, golfer, gals, and gents. This is Ashley Knight, founder and owner of For Your Eyes Only Aesthetics. Plan on hitting the links? Then you need sunscreen. 80% of all skin aging comes from the sun. So protect yourself while you're on the green with Image Skincare, available only through a trusted esthetician like me. When I'm outdoors, my go-to sunscreen is the Prevention Plus Daily Ultimate Protection Moisturizer, SPF 50. A friend of this podcast is a friend of mine. So enter coupon code don't be alarmed at checkout and you will receive 20% off your order. Again, enter coupon code don't be alarmed at checkout to receive 20% off all orders. You can find us at www.youreyesonlyesthetics.com. Again, that's www.youreyesonlyesthetics.com. Right on, niece. Good looking out. Keeping my skin right, keeping me looking young. You know, I, can, I appreciate you. WGC talk. Water now, too, man. Drink that water now. Yeah, drink it now. Yeah. I drink all day. 
WGC. It's March Madness, and so we've got the WGC Dell Technologies uh, event. And so they put out a bracket um, again this year, um, and they have their groupings out there. Um, some of the top players in the world are playing in this uh, tournament. Um, and so, Reg, give us a rundown of the WGC. It'd be some great golf out there. Um, so this is, you know, tournament style. So a little bit different from what you see on a regular, on a weekly basis. Um, this, uh, the field is going to play for $12 million in prize money. So just think about that. Finish is going to end up with $2.16 million. Mm. Yikes. Good, right? Yes, indeed. Um, I said that ain't bad. No, not at all, man. For and a week in the golf, broken up pretty. They're, they're pretty. They're pretty competitive. Pretty even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this will be at the Austin Country Club, which is a private resort, par of seventy-two, seven thousand one hundred eight yards long. Um, this course has a rating of seventy-five point two, and this is another Pete Dye course, which was uh, last. I think it was updated in nineteen eighty-four, if I believe that's right. And then this event was actually founded in two thousand and sixteen. Your 2021 champion was Billy Horschel. Um, and again, this purse is for $12 million. Um, so what you guys think about this tournament? Uh, should be awesome. It started today. That course was fucking people up today. There were some holes on that back. I believe it was hole 13 um, where that flag was in a place that uh, – I mean, you really had to stick the ball there or know what you were doing. Otherwise, that shit was going in the water. Um, and I believe it's holes uh, 11, 12, and 13 that all have that water there. Hole 12 has a big-ass bridge over it, um, which is interesting in itself. Um, and then, I mean, there's already some controversy with hole 13 because uh, – Bryson DeChambeau and Peters, who uh, was in his groupings, uh, there were some funky rules shit going on today. So who knows how that's gonna gonna shake out? Um, so speaking with- of funky, <laughs> speaking of funky man, uh, want to talk about DJ for a second? <laughs> oh yeah, we can talk about him. So DJ, uh, in order to get in, he had a four hundred and thirteen yard drive today. Yo. Think about that shit. But he he's done what it. He did, what he did to happy the happy Gilmore, <laughs> the happy Gilmore swing. Man, it's funny because in certain courses he can bomb it like at Kapalua when that one hole that goes downhill. He outdriven the green like it rolled downhill and went past the green. So he he plays the course like it's supposed to be played, taking advantage of every key thing he can. And the thing is that this really it really uh, it didn't carry that far after it landed that's the crazy part about the shot whoa when you watch the drive you're like oh well maybe it hit something and and kind of carried no <laughs> that shit carried for a long time landed and didn't go that far well it was crazy with that being said right with this brackets uh so a lot of people uh made it today so uh, John Rahm, Young, Kepka, Harold Varner III is on to the round of 16. 
DeChambeau and Bland are tied. Gooch has made it. Dustin Johnson made it. Uh, Homa Scheffler uh, has uh, made it. Fitzpatrick has made it. Uh, who else we got here? Billy Herschel, uh, Peters, uh, Hatton, Kim, Cantalay, and Mitchell have tied. Um, then we've got on the other side, Morikawa has made it. Garcia, Anter, Watson, Casey, uh, Norin, uh, Shoffley, Herbert, Kisner, Liz, Spieth, Scott, uh, Kevin Na, McNeely, Hovland, and Will Zalatoris, young MD. Um, so, who are some of your favorite golfers, um, or who do you have picked uh, to actually make some noise in this tournament? And how's your bracket faring right now? I, my bracket's doing okay. Um, it's doing good. I had Harold Varner going. I actually have Harold Varner Sweet 16 against John Rahm and losing to him before he gets there. Um, DJ, I have him going. I got uh, Scheffler going against um, Horschel with Scheffler winning. Yeah. Thomas, of course. Yeah. But I got Thomas beating Spieth and facing Scheffler, uh, Shoffley. Um, Marico, uh, Morikawa going. But I got uh, Scheffler and Thomas in the championship. Thomas winning. I got John Rahm and uh, Xander Shoffley and Shoffley winning third place. Wow, I like it. So you who you got winning it all? You say Rom? Nah, I got JT winning it all. Okay. And Morikawa. Ooh. Okay. Morikawa, so I mean on Morikawa's side, like he had uh coming from that side would be would have been Watson, but he didn't make it. So I mean, he really is looking like he has a way in to get get there. He wouldn't face anyone until he got to say like uh Shoffley um and and see what would happen there. Yeah. Possibly the final four. Yeah. I yep. mean I I mean with with this I kind of looked at it and said there's gonna be somebody that's gonna upset one of these dudes. Yeah. So I kinda I have I I kinda like Corey Connor's game a little bit. So I have him not going far, but I have him matching up against Morikawa. Um, but Morikawa kind of going further in. I have so the final four for me is actually DJ, um, Morikawa, Cantalay, and Thomas, and I have DJ taking it all. Oh wow! 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 We got a DJ fan in the house. Wagers, I'm a fan, but that's surprising. Yeah, wagers. How are you feeling about this? <laughs> did you did you pick that before or after his drive? It was before. <laughs> I actually did this yesterday. <laughs> So for my final, he's playing decent golf. Yeah. So for my final four, I got a uh, Brooks Kepka, Scotty mm. Scheffler, mm. Morikawa, and then my sleeper um, Mav McNeely, mm. and then I have Kepka and McNeely in the finals with Kepka taking it all. Wow. But I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Eric. Aren't they? They're they're like in group play right now, right? So yeah, they're. I in think group everyone play. gets to play like everyone in their their group, right? Yeah. And then they advance to the Sweet Sixteen on Saturday, right? Yeah, they'll yeah. advance. Yeah, you're right. So the, they'll they'll advance to that Sweet Sixteen. That was just the results that 
uh, kind of happened today? Like right. who was looking good? So it's based off your record. Um, and then we'll, we'll move from there. Um, I, I mean, Rom is playing good golf, right? And so can't count him out. Uh, Cantalay, I, I think can make some noise because he always has been. I like the Morikawa pick. I'm going to go with that. Uh, and then, uh, I think Zalatoris could, could make it to the final four. Uh, DJ, I have a DJ and Rom matchup. I hope that happens. And if it, if it does come down to that, I did choose Rom, but if this, that drive and him, he seems like he's working on getting his game right because wasn't it at the, the, what was it? The, it was a tournament a couple of weeks ago. He shot a, a low round, like a 63 or something like that. See, the first of two days and that third day fucks him up. Yeah. I think DJ is getting on the, tr- on the track right now. So, uh, we'll see. DJ better hurry his ass up because he's outside of the FedEx <laughs> Cup points if the playoffs were going to start today. He's like 139, 140. So, I mean, yeah, he is. Better show up this summer. Yeah, he's going to need to play a lot of golf and, and, and get it going. He's done it before. When he won the FedEx Cup and the Masters, he, he won the majors he needed to win and the championships he needed to win. It was all, it was all back ended too. Yeah. Right. Like it was all like all the most. Yep, I remember that year. It was the, all the majors he needed to win, and he was finishing in the top five of everyone and winning the ones he needed to. Yeah, it's, I mean, I I wanted Harold Varner to go a little bit, but he he also fades. Yeah, I mean, he still has a chance with the group plays. I mean, yeah, tomorrow and Friday's new days, new rounds. Yeah, it's all about confidence, man. That's it, and he has it. He has it, but mm-hmm. it's that it's most people's that third day they get fucked up on. Yeah, you're right. Moving day. Yeah, sure. should be a good time. Okay. Next up, we have oh Dan did did you have your picks? I don't know if we got to Dan's picks. Dan, what Dan what you got? Thing been on crack. He been logging in and logging off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, the power down in the neighborhood. Russia. You stuck in the middle, Yeah. Russia got him. He might be down, down still. He was Joe Brown's teacher. Russia was going after everybody's power, so he might have got him. Either that or he got that Ali internet. Oh, shit. Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, Dan, we'll we'll see if we can we can uh, get you back, man, here in a sec. Um let's go to the to the uh ladies. What are the yeah. ladies got going on? Man, so this is the JTBC Classic in Carlsbad, California <laughs> at the um Avaria Golf Club, which is again the bread, man. We gotta get this bread right. This bread ain't right, man. I'm telling you. One point five million is the total purse. Shit, the second place motherfucker might take that in this tournament. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so we gotta get him. We gotta get him right. Thing, man, it's the same thing. It's just yeah. they don't they don't draw the fans. Then the fans pay. They, they right, but the sponsors you know, are gonna go to where the money is. Just saying, we just gotta. The ladies need more bread. That's all. I'm gonna they, keep advocating. I, for I, that. I absolutely agree with you, but it's just, it's business. Yeah, it's not business. Getting- 
This course is a uh, 66, uh, just about 6,600 yards long, par 72. And uh, this event started in 2010, and this is for 500 CME Globe points. And I was curious and was wondering what the what the hell does JTBC stand for? Uh-oh. And it's the it's the Jungang Jungang Gang Broadcasting Company. Wait, can you say this again? Yes, say it again. <laughs> it's the Jungang Jungang <laughs> Gang Broadcasting Company. Spell it now. <laughs> Don't do it. J O O N Gang P O N G Y A N G Broadcasting Company. Oh, very nice. You did yeah, good. Man. See, unless you want to get some money. <laughs> no, nah, man. I'm just saying. Like, I was just wondering what the fuck that was, you know? Because every they have all these, you know, JTBC, you know, LMNOP, and all this other bullshit. Right. You just be like, what the fuck does that stand for? <laughs> I thought it was the Justin Thomas Black Coalition. Because <laughs> hey. uh, he was type of tiger, you know. Yeah. And they're they're sponsored by Polo. Yes. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so, but yeah, man. I mean, it's it's a broadcasting company over there uh, in, um, I would I would assume somewhere. I think it's I think it's in China. It's either China or Japan. I'm not not exactly sure. But, um, you know, a lot of their sponsors, a lot of their bigger sponsors, you know, for a lot of these tournaments, man, are from overseas companies. Starting yeah. that about about women's golf. So, um, but yeah, they're they're one of them. They're the main sponsor of this event. So. But um, what y'all think about this weekend for the latest? I know our RVR club, the golf club, it's a beautiful course. Beautiful, beautiful course. But I got a Jin Yang Co winning this. But I my sleeper is Jessica because she's going to represent for her sister. Cordis. Mm. Yeah. That's a good pick. Wagers, what's your, what's your picks on the ladies? I think I'm going to have to go with MB Park. See if she can go back to back. I think she's had, I don't know, like five or so top tens in the last 10 years. And then on the, the U.S. side, I'd, I'd go with Lexi Thompson. See if she could get it done. That's a good pick. Marcus. Uh, Lindsay Weaver. Okay. Really? I think so. Okay. I think it's going to be a sleeper. That she is. Whatever happened to the whatever happened to the big girl? Y'all remember the big girl, uh, Haley Moore? No, oh, I thought you were talking about the Asian girl, the big one who always oh, had the uh, girl. She's big girl. Ones. But she's yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she's a she's a big big girl, <laughs> and be out there kicking ass. <laughs> <laughs> she had a little trouble uh, as an amateur coming out as a pro for a minute there. I don't know what happened after that, but yeah, but no, I. It's probably going to be Cole or somebody like that, but I'd like to see, like, Lindsey Weaver. I think she plays good golf. Um, Marissa Steen plays good golf to me. It's tough It's tough with the ladies. It's, it's either a favorite or a sleeper. Yeah. True. Should. So. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I think Lydia Cole can definitely do some, some damage out here. Um, Minjin, Minjin Lee. I think she's playing some really good golf right now. And then also, um, I'd like to see Lexi Thompson, man. Come on, Lexi. Let's get out there and, and, and win a tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have uh, – I got Jessica Cordo on my list. Uh, and then uh, my sleeper, I choose her every week, Lizette Salas. 
<laughs> so, like, is your female. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's go with that. Uh, is Danielle Kang's in this joint too, right? Yes, yeah. she is. Yeah. Let me let me get a little bit of that Kang train too. Um, <laughs> that Dan's pick is NB Park because he's still dealing with power issues. So, but Dan is sponsored by JTBC, so he said, "Yikes." <laughs> wow. <laughs> shit is on that matrix. The Cheyenne Woods, is she Cheyenne Woods? She's still out there? She is, but she just got married and she's pregnant right now. Yeah. I'll always root for her. <laughs> yes, indeedy. That's one lucky guy right there. I'm you. And she plays golf. Man. Yeah. Winner, winning. winner. Yes, indeedy. Pick it, breast, pick it up, ding. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to the ladies playing this weekend also. Uh, make sure you watch that. So, we got some good golf going on this weekend before we get to that sweet 16. Um, how's y'all's brackets doing? Anyone? Right, well, I'm in the same thing as you, so you know I'm like in seventh, but I, I don't even care how my bracket's doing because them, them Tar Heels, sleepers, baby, putting up numbers. Yeah, I got Gonzaga holding on to win it all, but I don't know now. Um, I mean, I I I think I want to bet with Duke going to the Sweet Sixteen um, on the Red Cup boys. So yeah, so I think we'll just we'll even one of those. I think yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, I think I, I think I did too with North Carolina because somebody was fronting on my boys. But. It wasn't me, but I think Houston and Purdue are scary teams. Uh, yes, they yeah. are very much so. Uh, Purdue, Miami. Purdue's been doing that shit all year. Mm-hmm. Miami, they, they like I was telling you the other day, their masses is reckless. Yeah, they don't give they, a fuck. Like the Tasmanian Devil of basketball, they just be going after like playing street ball. It'll catch up to them. They they can't if they can't make shots, they'll play teams that are better making shots. Though we'll see. I don't know. They gave Duke fits, so we're gonna yeah, see favorite over Duke, but i guess we can get it on that friday yeah we'll talk about that on red cup boys so uh up next the diversity story and topic of the week everyone here remembers doug williams we were kids mm-hmm. and being a bronco fan man he he crushed our shit with elway and him uh the best i ever watched and he was the first <laughs> yeah man it, it's it hurt, man. I think we had the three amigos that year too. Yeah, uh, it was it was it tough. Like, it looked like the three Doritos, the three amigas. <laughs> Does anybody remember all three amigos? Yeah, Mark Jackson, Vance Johnson, and hold on, Ricky Nitil. Ricky Nitil. You're right. I got my Vance Johnson jersey. Hey, I used to see Vance Johnson at the dog park. I'm um, actually I'm actually friends with Mark with Mark Jackson. Not, not Vance Johnson. I mean, we used to see Vance Johnson at the dog track. Vance Johnson. As a matter of fact, I met him through Cherie. Oh, mm. Vance Johnson had one of the worst Duke curls I've ever seen in my life, though. He's dry. How do you have a dry curl? Yeah, his, no, he if did. you think about it, if you look at him, he had a dry, wet curl. Yeah, if was, he didn't, if he wasn't in the NFL, you'd have thought he's a crackhead. Yes, yeah. guaranteed. I would be yeah, wet, but the bottom dry. Classic crackhead, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it may have been to me. I don't know. Well, Doug Williams is a big golfer and got into the world of golf. And so this story is going through and talking about Doug Williams and uh, him being a formal former 
uh, quarterback. Of course, he was the first black quarterback um, to win a Super Bowl. And he goes through a story like it's a snippets from a book and and everything like that. But there's this this story and it opens up about Harold Varner Jr. Did you guys catch that? And it was crazy, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw that. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't know Harold would do something. I agree with what he was saying, though, because Harold Varner came up playing a lot of public courses. Mm-hmm. And then the money it took to put your kid through all the training and stuff to be a, a professional golfer, he he wasn't afforded. So he kind of just played his way through school. But being on public courses and then trying to get into these country clubs and stuff, it's kind of like what Doug was talking about. There's places that he didn't play. That he could have played that because everybody knew who he was, but he preferred to play public courses because he didn't want to have to deal with the 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 racial shit. He just wanted to be wanted to be comfortable. Right. Well, my thing is with uh, Harold Varner when he's talking about he at the hotel and he's like, uh, "Yeah, no, you don't play golf." Right. Right. There's a reservation that your job is look at my ID, look at the reservation, and let me go about my business. And I didn't say that earlier because I knew he was going to get to the story, but that kind of goes along with the. With the what the PGA, what it does, you know, how it's allowed itself to, they haven't got in and done anything about this diversity. It's just, I mean, we got, I think I looked it up, it's like four or five current black golfers. But see, on this Men one, and women combined. On this one, I couldn't blame the PGA because the PGA doesn't set up your, your reservations or anything like that. That's all individual stuff. They it don't, is. but like Tiger Woods had said when he was talking about uh, golfers winning the Masters and being able to play in the Masters when Elders was the yeah. first black was the first black guy in the Masters. Yeah, well, he wouldn't have been if PGA would have stepped up and did something about diversity long before that. Yeah, yeah. Take, take, a look at it, take a look at it from a different perspective for a second, right? So you can either look at what happened to Harold Varner, and you can either say, okay, well, you know, maybe he's like some people might look at that story and say, okay, well, he was passive. To me, I don't really think he was passive. I think he just understood what it is, right? Because I think in the, the majority of his life when he's seen, he's seen what, what playing at, at you know public courses looks like. And he understands the fact that there's not a lot of people that look like us that are professional golfers. So he understood where that young man was. Now, I think that that took a lot of courage of him to, t- to understand that because a lot of us probably wouldn't have took it like that. Now, look at my ID, look at my like, reservation. Let me go on about my business. And it's like he was talking about uh, uh, Jackie Robinson. He asked that he ever played a c- uh, congressional. And he was like, they don't they don't let us play over there. Not knowing that it wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but, because, but because of the perception of what the PGA does and all these country clubs have done, that man who had fame and, you know, could have probably walked in any course he wanted to just because of who he was, preferred not to. Because of what he thought of the place. But that's why I think it's important for, for, you know, that's why I think it's important for, you know, us to, to change the culture of golf and continue to push that. Because I think that the golf, it, to me, it shouldn't really matter where you play. I think it's just getting the opportunity to play. It's, it's super <laughs> crazy, right? Because, like, you look at us in the hard knock slice, right? I mean, we're from all backgrounds and we grew up that way. Right. And we all go out and play golf and stuff. I don't think we've had 
too much of an incident yet, except for us acting a little wild. I don't, Matt, Dan, I don't, I don't think we've run into anything like that yet. And we've played at some super nice courses here so far. I think we've, we've kind of avoided most of it. I think I've, I've kind of witnessed like a couple incidences, like when we played at Deer, Deer Creek Run and, um, I didn't like the vibe I got from the pro shop. Um, I didn't like the vibe I got from the marshals when we were playing at Kennedy. Um, that's kind of like a, it's, it's partially, I mean, it's, of course there's racial stuff to it, but then there's a, there's, there's assholes like a, everywhere. There's a stature thing. Cause I remember when I first started playing in the early nineties, I had older black men look at me like I didn't belong there. Oh shit. You know, and it wasn't that many, I, I can look at, you know, minorities out there now in comparison to when I started playing and it's, it's 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 so it's so many more. I mean, it's it's ridiculous how much has changed in, in just this short period of time from when I started to now. Mm-hmm. When, when we played at what you call them over there off of Iliff, Memorial Hills, nah, no, it's Alameda off Iliff. Oh, uh, um, Iliff. What's uh, the one right there off of Iliff, dude? Iliff. You talking about the? Oh, Herod, Herod, uh, Heather Ridge. Heather Ridge, yes. That dude over there, that oh Marshall. yeah, he was a dickhead. Yeah. So I mean, I I agree with you, Matt. I think it just, I think it depends on kind of where you play, but there are assholes everywhere. It's it's kind of interesting because like at these courses, these marshals, they're just they're old white men, mm-hmm. and they're just expecting everyone to know the etiquette. Yeah. Not realizing people are out there trying to learn, trying to figure out the game, and sometimes they just. They just bring a, a bad vibe. It's a power trip. Surprisingly, I had a. I expected that out at that Red Hawk Ridge and didn't get that. Hmm. They were cool out there. And the same thing with Green Valley. I expected it out there, and you know they're kind of tight over there on attire and you know etiquette and everything. And they just pace of play. Yeah, pace of play, all that. And it's just I expected something different, and I didn't get that. But then I have been to places where they're they're pushy. They kind of have an attitude because you're even out there. Yeah. Let's be real. The more golf you play, the the less you're willing to put up with. Yes. I can say I played a lot of courses, and I've never had a problem in San Diego. And our courses are like 7-Elevens. They're on every corner here. Mm. But in Monterey, yeah, I never had a problem at Pebble Beach. I had a problem at Monterey Bay. Mm. And it it was, like, ridiculous. And because my grandfather got me a tea time because of the people he knew. But when I came up there, they were looking at me like, why are you here? And I also understand there's there's a lot of young people getting out there on these courses and they're they fucking up. True. You know? So yeah. then so then they see another group like that. You kind of get stuck with you're like that group that he had to deal with before. You got you look like the same type of group. You might be loud. You might be laughing and joking and stuff and just not straight face serious. But you know what I mean? They kind of th- they assume based off of some of the stuff they've dealt with and seen. So I, in their that's, defense, that's I know they had to deal with the bullshit. You get up there and rip one down the fairway and just tell them, like, that's a, that's a middle finger to them cats. Exactly. Yep, that's exactly. Case. That's what you do. It's the same case, then you treat everybody the same way because we've all been on golf courses where them old cats get on there and pace of play is not pace of play. Correct. You walking, but you take you 15 minutes per hole. Right. Yeah, if you want to walk, I, I don't like that either. If you out here for exercise, you need to go walk at the mall. Exactly. <laughs> 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 you have to be, you know, these, I mean, let's be real, man. I mean, people are going to find a way to complain 
just to just to do it. They're gonna do it, dude. So, you know, a lot of these these guys that are out here grumpy, you know, there's something else going on in their lives that that is mm-hmm. that is that is forcing them to focus on other shit. I, some I, people just some people just build like that. Yeah, right? they are. And got a guy at work got mad. It usually takes me thirty five minutes or thirty five minutes to get. Oh, he said thirty seven minutes to get from home to work. And I got behind all the driving Miss Daisy Day, and it took me forty five minutes. I was like, dude, that's seven more minutes. What the fuck? <laughs> well, yeah, he's that, he's that guy. That wants, he's that guy that wants five minute abs. Yeah, that's just. <laughs> I'm not. My life's not that complicated. No, it's just not <laughs> worth it. But. The, the thing is, is that golf is is changing and it's changing in the public courses, not on the PJ, but the public side of it, because you have uh, us out there. You have the younger kids below us out there and we bring a different look, a different style. Um, but the one thing that we can all do is try to get out there and play golf. Right. And we're just trying to grow the game and it's changing the Bumping of the heads is where, uh, you know, you, you see those marshals out there that are not used to that, not seeing seeing that flavor uh, um, and play or whatever like that. And and it, I hope it changes with time because maybe some of us become marshals and shit and, and we get it. But there's going to be some people to pit, p- piss us off, too. Well, we'll be hating on something else then. <laughs> True. Just like the conversation we had, Eric, when we were talking about we in our little political conversation about how things are going to change because the generations and you know what I mean, the age groups are going to start climbing the ladder. Yeah, they have some of the younger generations are going to start holding some of these positions, okay. and it's going to open up doors that weren't open up in the past because they're just not going to tolerate it. Sure. When we get to they're that age, we're they're a different breed. They're a different breed of people. When we get to that age, when we're marshals, right? We get it. We ain't gonna care. Play we get game. it. Just, fact, hey, just don't. Hey, just go out here, have a good time, keep up the pace, and don't fuck know. up shit. At some point, later. Here's what I'm gonna say. At some point, I, I had to learn this. At some point, you know, if you're struggling, pick your fucking ball up, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As Dan said, if you're putting up a 125, that's a lot of swings and walking. Pick your shit up and move along. You're not doing yourself any favors by sitting there. Continuing, continuing to try to swing at a ball you're not hitting, so you need to you need to pick it up, reset, and move on, man. And that's where I think a lot of problems are, are happening on the courses these days. I've played with guys in the past that are actually really good golfers, way you know, way better than me. And the course will be busy that day, and we will play we will play from best ball, best drive. We will play from that person's ball. Mm-hmm. Whoever hits up on the green from there or gets close to the green, we're playing closest to the closest to the green. We're playing the best person's ball through the course. And that helps the game out to speed it up. I've never done that. And I got two yeah. friends that have been on tour. But if I yeah. like you know, the tee box and I hit the first ball out of bounds, mm-hmm. I go up and hit the second ball out of bounds, that means I'm caddying the next hole. I'm holding the flag. That, the hole's done for me. Yeah. You keep that pace up. Yeah. But I think I think where a lot of people struggle is they don't do that. Yeah, they're the they're out there thing. acting. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna fucking get it, and it's gonna be themselves. Yeah, it's their ego. They can't let it go. They can't let it go. Yeah. Well, you <clears throat> suck this hole. You're on your 19th shot. 
what they had that saying called you, stroke you, limit, motherfucker. Yeah, what are you looking for? <laughs> Your 19 shot, what are you looking for? <laughs> this is not the skins. This is not this, this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, that article was on golf.com. It's a formal, former NFL quarterback Doug Williams reflects on his experience as a black golfer in America. So go out to golf.com and go on to news and features and check it out. I, 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 got a, I got a quick question, though. Yeah. Um, I, like he, how he mentioned the article, like Doug Williams and Frank Robinson, they could get access to these high private clubs, but they just didn't feel comfortable. Do you guys think that's possibly a generational thing and if you like flipped it and say oh it's Steph Curry and Larry Fitzgerald going to these private clubs are they having a different attitude when they go to those clubs or wanting to get on those clubs I absolutely believe it's generational because they've dealt with eons more when it came to racial barriers and things like that they've dealt with so much maybe just not today you know what I mean maybe I just I don't want I don't want to have to do that today I mean, like Steph, Steph Curry, you know, Michael Jordan, all these guys, they're more recognized now. They're worldwide stars when Jackie Robinson was just here in the United States and struggle here, just here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think I think it's generational. It's, different. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both because I've gone places. It had to be golf. But if I've gone somewhere before and I know they are shady and racist, I'll never go back again. I just won't because I know I don't want to deal with it. It's just not my type of thing. Because I, I think I think in the article though he was talking about the congressional. He had never played there because he yeah, assumed. Yeah. It. And then I, he got invited and he was like, "No, I'll pass." I'm yeah, and, and that's what that part I get generational. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. I'm just like changed, that. But it hasn't changed because I, it's easier for someone white to go anywhere and be okay. But being black and you step into a room with nothing but all white people, you have a different thing about them. And I also think it's different when you when you're actually the one that has knocked down a door instead of having to walk through it. Yeah. Uh, to me, there's a that 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 separates what Jackie Robinson had to do from versus what Michael Jordan had to do. Right. If Michael and I'm just going to say this, if Michael Jordan had to put up. And I'm sure he had to put up with a lot of shit. Don't get me wrong. 60 shit, 50, 60 shit. Up, yeah, he didn't put up with being the first black player to, you know, cross the barrier, right? So can't I sleep, can't sleep in a hotel with your team. Right. That's I mean, rough. it's, it's a, with your team. It's a different kind of, it's a different yeah. kind of mental stress. Yeah. And so I think that these guys these days, they, they, they would look at it different and they're probably going to attack it instead yeah. of being more passive, right? This is, I, couldn't, I couldn't imagine if all of us were on a team, we had white players, black players, and we're all a team. We show up together and they say, hey, you fellas got to go around back to get your food. Right. But mm. All the guys we came with that aren't black go right through the front door. That has to do something to a person. Right. I mean, it has to do something to the guys. It has to do something to both sets of people. Right. True. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely harder going through it. But I think actually having to... When you see someone experience pain, I think what I, I mean, and, and you heard a lot about this and I've read a lot of a lot of, um, you know, just a lot of stories about this where those teammates who felt that way, Marcus, would go to the back door with those other players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they wouldn't eat with they wouldn't eat the regular way or refuse to eat there at all. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. North Carolina basketball. Yeah. Dean Smith, he, if his team wasn't allowed to go somewhere. 
yeah. with the color, nobody went there. Mm-hmm. And they'd find somebody. So I mean, yeah, we it's it's easy for Michael Jordan because he can he can go depressed and say they wouldn't let me in because I'm black. Jackie Robinson couldn't do that because they'd be like, okay, and you're black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. The narrative hadn't changed yet. Yeah. yeah. Ray Charles, Ray Charles did it. Refused yeah. to perform down south and they banned him in Georgia because of it for most of his career. But that was the reason why is because he wasn't gonna deal with it. Ray Charles was wild, motherfucking boy. I tell you, he that. was, but he wasn't gonna tolerate having a segregated crowd at his shows. Yeah, I feel that. Hey, Matt, that was a great question. I uh, appreciate that. Hey, uh, we're gonna get into this front nine. The front nine is brought to you by Golf Gents. If the Masters are coming up in fourteen days, go check out their Masters collection. And if you use code RCB at golfgents.com. It will save you twenty percent on your master's collection. So, uh, RCB. I need you to make me a shirt that says "Pimping These Holes." Oh, I, I like that. And I <laughs> and actually, I got. I need one of those. Hey, I actually already got a design for that, and I'm glad Y'all you said can't be that. Stealing. I got you right now. I will put that out there. Uh, Pimping these holes. I I will have that out there in a week for you. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I need a red one. Let's get into our front nine. So, front nine. Uh, what is your favorite professional sports trophy of all time? Um, just like in the look, uh, what it is. You can rank a couple of them. Talk about them. So, uh, wagers. You're a guest here. Let's talk about some of your favorite trophies. What? Which ones you like? Which ones you may be hating on? I would say the, the top three would probably be the green jacket for the Masters, um, mm-hmm. the Stanley Cup, and probably like the Heisman Award. Um, mm-hmm. I think the Stanley Cup's kind of cool because you got that traditional where each player gets to hang out with the trophy, party with it. They get, I don't know what it is, 10, 20 days with the trophy. Um, the Heisman, you actually get to keep the trophy <laughs> from what I've heard. And then the green jacket, I mean, Shoot, as soon as you win that, you get to pimp that thing around the world for a whole year. You come back, you host the champions dinner, you're invited to the masters for the rest of your life, and you're part of this ex- exclusive club of of the champions. You're not you're not hanging out with the members of Augusta National, you're hanging out with the champions yeah. of the Masters tournament. So I think that's that's the coolest one. Um <clears throat> I don't know if I'm hating on any trophies, but I could care less about NBA, the Lombardi Trophy, baseball. I mean, that's one trophy, and it, it just stays at the at the team facility. Right. Yeah. So I go with the green jacket. Nice. Dan said the Stanley Cup was his favorite since uh, he's still having issues, and he said the Stanley Cup is his favorite because all the other sports make a new trophy each year. Yeah. So he was like, "That's the one that's original." So you you keep that same trophy. Um, like. Like the Stanley Cup too. Yeah, they take a ring off every time it fills up. They just take a ring off and it goes to the Hall of Fame. That's dope. So every time they fill up, you know, they initial it, engrave it with the team that won and everything, and then it moves up as they put more and more winners on it. And then I like the Heisman because I got to hold the last one of the twentieth century, Ron Dane's uh, Heisman. That that that. That's sucking heavier than I thought. It. I see those dudes; <laughs> they hold it up on TV and stuff. Yeah, I grabbed it. He said, "He said he's holding two hands." I grabbed it and 
Man, I tried to just lift it up straight real quick, and it didn't work like that. <laughs> it didn't work like that. But I was in awe just because just, just you see it on TV all the time, right? All it, yeah. Just, just to sit there and hold it is just – I was amazed by it. The same thing, I'm not a Bronco fan, but to sit there and hold a Super Bowl trophy at Shanahan's, yeah. it's, it's different when you see it and then you get to actually touch and feel it. Yeah. Booger. I, I, the Claret Cup for the Open. That 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 cup is gangster to me. Okay. And it's it's you roll around with it. They give you one, and it goes in your trophy case. And you see everybody when they're taking it home. They on the plane. They drinking out of it in the bar. <laughs> they it, that cup that cup's a rider. And of course, I, there's no cup better next to that than the Stanley Cup. The Stanley Cup is a rider cup. Um, basketball it's okay baseball's okay football is a little overrated to me they're 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 just basic mm-hmm. but fifa cup i think has the best design huh Reggie, that, you like the nba cut, uh trophy me oh wait my bad oh. <laughs> you're talking to reggie <laughs> yeah fuck y'all <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> I forgot, my bad. Right. <laughs> Keep digging. Shook, uh, your favorite yeah. trophies? You know, for me, uh, a championship boxing belt. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it is. Because I, if if you win that, you know what you had to do to get get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't even say UFC. I'm not not to downplay the UFC or anything like that, but boxing, the pure sport of boxing, to me. <clears throat> is a is is an old traditional sport and i think if you get a belt you earn you earned it i, so. I couldn't have a boxing championship belt because i'd make sure all my pants loops were big enough so i could oh wear them. this dude heavyweight <laughs> 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 champion big ass belt loops and that belt you can roll around with the belt huh? you could just roll around with the belt shit <laughs> no, I, I, I wanted to hold it in my pants like this holding up life, motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> that, that's the one that I really enjoy, man. Um, I would agree with the green jacket again. I think that it's a prestige thing. And to get that, you you have earned it. That is something that no one can take from you ever. Um, Everybody you went through to get it. Exactly. And to me, I, I do like the NBA trophy. Um, I would say I would say I'd have to put the the Stanley Cup probably ahead of it, but I definitely like the concept of both sports because of the series that you have to go through. It's you know these are these are tough fought series, and to me that that's uh you earn those trophies. But if I had to pull one out, if I had to go one of the over or one over the other, I'd have to say Stanley Cup, but a stan- a sanitized Stanley Cup. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to go with uh, the gold medal. You put in a lot of work, and uh, that gold medal speaks for itself. It's always mm-hmm. etched in history, and there's many athletes that has many of them, right? That's just super special, and it represents your country and yourself and your hard work. So I'm going to go with that. Stanley Cup is always dope, but the trophies I don't like, think about the NCAA men's basketball and women's trophy, that piece of wood. <laughs> And that piece of copper on it, it's like a piece of shit. High school. Yeah. It's like you're still in high school. Yeah, it's like the high school ones, right? It's, it's, it's like terrible. The nets, it's like the nets are, are worth more than that trophy. <laughs> and they try to make it look better by putting the, the rest of the net over the top of it. And I'm like, that's just a two-by-four painted 
a darker color with some metal on it. So that's mahogany. <laughs> Dan said that shit was made in woodshop class. <laughs> when, you, when you get that gold metal, are you biting on it? I'm gonna try, man. You gotta watch your teeth. Bite on it. Yeah. The thing I don't like about the gold medal is you can go to Olympics and still be poor. Not with that. Not with that gold medal. You go back, you might not be. No, well, that's if you get sponsorships and I they think. start commercials. But you can still go get you gold medal, get you a gold medal, and you still ain't getting no fat paycheck. I think it depends on what country you're from, though, Book. Because yeah. I know, like, if you're from Korea or Japan, your life is set once you get yeah. that gold medal. You don't have to do anything ever again. If you in the U.S., you can still be homeless with a gold medal. Well, in some countries, you might be able to go back with that gold medal and buy the country. So, you know. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was our front nine. Uh, the trophies and stuff. And so our back nines, we're going to give an update on how our game is doing. But I want to go back and I'm going to flip it old school, Shug. I'm going to ask wagers nine of our questions that we have here just to, uh, you know, let everyone know uh, what what he's about. So wagers, these questions are for you. Quick questions, quick answers. Your favorite club in your bag? Said the driver. Okay. Uh, music or no music? I can go both ways. It depends on what club we're, we're playing at. But I would say music most of the time. But if we're playing somewhere that's once-in-a-lifetime course, then then maybe no music and I'll soak in the views. Uh, Dan said your, uh, your biggest goal is uh, kicking Mike's ass. <laughs> I think that's his biggest goal for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it cool to rock red on Sunday like Tiger, or do you, is it kind of nerdy? It's cool if you got the game. Okay. If you don't got the game, don't bring any red on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> no red hat, no red pants, no red gloves. No red, huh? You said nothing. Dropping over 90 or 100, no red. Nice. Uh, what's your favorite shoe? Can that you listen you- to Red Man? Yeah, yeah. Red Man. <laughs> you can listen to Red Man. That's it, huh? <laughs> Only if you're picking up after double par. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favorite shoe that you are you play with right now? Oh, it's probably one of the Jordan like ADG threes. That's kind of my my go to right now. I did pick up a pair of jo- Jordan fours, the suede black. Okay, but. Those are only to be brought out for special occasions because I was playing a practice round out in Pueblo last week and it is dirt everywhere. So, <laughs> yeah, those only come out every once in a while, then every once in a while. Holding dusties for that. Yeah. Uh, visor, fitted, bucket, or no hat at all? Probably the fitted hat. I can't go visor. I'm losing my hair, my hair. So, I'm- <laughs> Get some of that sunblock you guys advertise. We need to start a no hair club for men. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> We're here. <laughs> We're gonna be more in that club. Uh, favorite course you played? I would say the plantation course at Kapalua. It's probably my favorite course. Wow. Okay. 
I don't know if I'm playing there. No, I'm just playing. Me neither. I ain't playing. (laughs) (laughs) Your plantation is different than a plantation here. (laughs) The workers and the owners are the same skin tone. (laughs) Sure. We ain't trying to go backwards. What is your uh, handicap, and do you actively track it? You actively track it. It's very high at the moment. I think it's a 20. Um, it was a 17 going into last season, but I kind of dealt with some injuries and kind of fucked up the last half of the off season. So yep. we'll see if we can lower that bad boy this year. Yep. Uh, do you have a favorite golf golf cocktail? Like if you're out there and you're just fucking around with us, uh, what's your favorite go-to cocktail? Probably some Coors Lattes, you know. Nice. Just keep it simple. Some what? Coors Lights, Coors Lattes, <laughs> regular light beer. You said Coors Lattes. You white girl wasted? You did say alcohol. You said alcoholic beverage, right? Yeah. You <laughs> drinking piss water. Yeah. <laughs> Got to keep it real, man. Colorado, you know? All right. I like it. Oh, no, I don't know. This is California. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. Fuck them for making fun of your drink, man. Fuck it. Man. <laughs> it's all good. Have your drink. Uh, and then last, last question for you. Coors Need a Light? <laughs> what is what is your bucket list course like the course that you say hey if I ever get a chance no matter what it is I have to play this course that's a tough one probably Royal Melbourne down in Australia where they did the President's Cup I oh. think that would be pretty fun to go play that dope that is new and odd it's fucked too. Yeah. yeah, we've never had that answer on this show, and I like it. Yeah, I thought he would have said Augusta with the Masters being his favorite. I don't know. I mean, I like Augusta, but I almost, I almost think it's overrated. Oh, yeah. a little I'm bit. Never. I almost and Matt, I almost I feel you on that because it's like somewhere I've never, I've never experienced before. Can't get on there anyway, Negro. Shook can get there because he can work in the house. Oh shit! <laughs> hey, hey, when you get down with them dishes, you can go play a couple holes. That's all right. Before the sun go down, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bring y'all with me. We just pay, we just saying, you know, y'all can caddy, but y'all y'all gonna hit for me. Y'all gonna yikes. Gonna, you might snitch talking about they running. <laughs> Only if we get caught. <laughs> Get those twilight tea times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know what I mean? Like, it, it, I mean, you've seen courses in America. You've seen that course on TV. But the what he what Matt was talking about, man, a place that you don't really get to see often. And and I mean, I, I get what you're saying, man. I think that's dope. No, it was dope. I, I just would have figured like he would have said like the old course or something like that somewhere in Ireland. But yeah, he came with something just different. I mean, I'd take those two, book, but I only got one choice. Let's go down under. That course would be dope, too, Bug, what you're talking about, that the old course out there in Ireland. I've seen that. I've seen that course. There's a dude that I worked with. He's actually – he. Uh, they took a trip. Um, there's him and a bunch of his golf buddies. They took a trip and went and played some of those courses out there. That was supposed to be our fellas trip this year with Mike and DJ and all them, but they decided we're going to go back to Italy again. So. Mm. All right, well, that wraps up our back nine. I appreciate you answering those questions, Matt. Uh, so now you're no longer a newbie. You can come on the show anytime you want. Cool. And uh, we do that. 
Now we're about to get into our hate section of the week where we talk about what the fuck we are hating on for the week. Uh, my guess is Dan is hating on power boxes that are going out um, <laughs> and uh, Ali Internet. But uh, we will get to his hate soon. He'll type it to us in Braille. Um, sh- let's go with Booga. What's your hate of the week? Uh, I, I, you know what? I'm hating on at games. And I know it seems simple. because I So I have arcade games at my house full-size arcade game, and I bought this arcade games that has like 400 old-school arcade things on it, and the motherboard went out nine months after I bought it. Oh, shit. And so it's under warranty, plus I bought the extended warranty. So I called them and like, well, I emailed them because, you know, nobody answers the phone nowadays. And I'm like, so my stuff is not working. He gives me a couple of things to do and try and fix it. I'm like, no, none of this is working. He's like, well, you have to get another motherboard. I'm like, okay, cool. When are you going to send it to me? He's like, oh, no, you got to buy it. Oh. I'm like, it's under warranty. Yeah, the whole thing's under warranty except for the motherboard. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, like where's that under the warranty policy? Because me being an accountant, I'm, you know, I, I stick to my P's and Q's. So I'm reading through this whole thing and there's nothing in there. He's like, well, it's just known because it's a motherboard. That's how IT works and computers and things like that. I'm like, nah, motherfucker. I buy something from Dell. The motherboard goes out. Dell replaces my shit. So this went on for three, four weeks, bruh. And I'm like, okay, send me the website for the motherboard to buy it. Motherboard costs 20 bucks to buy to replace. Hmm. It was $45 for shipping and handling. Wow. Fuck your couch. Is it working? You put the motherboard back in? Not yet, because I've been, because Charles got the whole golf simulator at his house, and I've been playing Golden T2, so. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I haven't got around to putting it in yet. It's still sitting on the on the computer, on the uh, video game console. Um, I'm a translator for Dan, so uh, Dan's hate of the week. He says he's uh, hating on the Haitian power outages that he's having for sure. Uh, and then his second hate is he said, why do foods that taste good are bad for you, but food that is good for you tastes bad? Can he just eat his carbs in peace? Hey, Yeah, just don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I do it all day and I'm sexy as shit. Oh, goodness gracious, gracious. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marcus, what you hating on? You and Reggie know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> arrogance. I had arrogance this week. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, I'll piggyback on what Dan said because I, it, for me, it's the, the value of why do the things that taste good and fun so cheap, but then the things that taste like shit and are good for you so expensive? It should be the other way around. Yeah. The enjoyable stuff should be more expensive. The crappy shit should be cheaper. I agree. You you can get a double cheeseburger for a dollar, but you try to go right. get a head of lettuce, it's five. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Uh, wagers, what are you hating on this week? And I'm hating on the golf scene in, in Colorado Springs. Ooh. I mean, we have 
more private and semi-private courses than we do public courses. And then I came back to the Springs after the Boulder days back in like 01, 02. In the last 20 years, we've lost four courses in the Springs and like the Fountain area. And that just pushes all those people to all the other courses, the munis that already take five, six hours to get through. Mm -hmm. Um, We have this other course called Pine Creek. It used to be like 60 bucks to get on. It's now 90 and 100 bucks to get on because they know the people are going to flock over there. But, I mean, we've lost four courses. And, I mean, and some of the nice courses we have, like if you talk about like the Broadmoor of the Colorado Country Club at the Shy Mountain Resort, I mean, you can play them if you want to pay for a $400 room. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, and if, if all the statistics are true that Colorado Springs is going to be as big as Denver or larger in population by the time I retire, I'm going to have to move when I retire. I'm not trying to play no seven, eight hour rounds. Yeah. Wait, 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 I'm confused. Y'all have hotels that cost four hundred dollars just to play around the golf. Y'all are not California. The Broadmoor, nigga, you grew up in the spring. <laughs> I, I understand that, but Bullshit. the Broadmoor is not. Everything the else, Broadmoor is-, is not Beverly Hills or Rancho Santa Fe. It, it is. It is the Beverly Hills of the Colorado area. That and the Cheyenne Mountain Club. I understand it, but did you hear what you just said? After that, you heard you said of Colorado. Right, it's Colorado Springs. Right, I'm just saying anything it, it, that is that close to Pueblo is not is is not it, brother. Shit's hey. expensive. Shit's expensive here. Yeah. I hear your California stuff, but it's expensive here too. Yeah, it is. It's expensive. It's gonna be that way. Play five, y'all only get to play four months out the year. Yeah, we play a little longer than that. I, I, I'd give us eight. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, give us a little bit. Like, damn, y'all get to play five. Y'all get to play half the year. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Anything, anything rare? If, so that means playing golf is a. A rare experience and rare things are expensive. <laughs> but the one thing I do think, is you know, I think that you you might start to see some of that trickle out because I think a lot of people picked up golf during the pandemic just to pick it up. I don't and if know. You, and if you're forty five percent rise in golf, right? But I think you might see some of that fall off. I don't know. These people seem to be all the way in. I thought it was going to trickle off for a while now. And these motherfuckers are in. Yeah, it's not. It didn't trickle off for any of us when we started playing. Because they they figured out that golf is actually fun. Like, it's not all stuffy. Like, once you get out there, you're like, oh, we're laughing. We got music. Oh, we can drink. And we get to spend five or six hours with our friends and just fuck around and then go home and take a nap. It's just a great day. So, I mean, yeah. And I agree with you, Wagers. Goodbye, Snake. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, easy on yeah, uh, but yeah, wagers. I agree with you, man. Like it's fucked up. They're taking them away, um, and we need more courses anyway. I think they took a couple here in Denver. Um, the verdict is still out on uh, what's the other one uh, over by um, City Park that was just there. Uh, no, that one's there. The City Park. They just read. They just read. No, that one. so up the street from City Park, Park Hill. That one's gone. Yeah, and they have they've been trying to get the votes together to see if we're going to keep it no, or what they're going to do. There's already a plan to develop on it now. Oh man, well guess what? They still might have a golf course on it though. Man, because uh, I think what they're putting there, from what I saw in the, in the bids, is uh more uh condos and stuff are going right there. It I wouldn't be. 
They wouldn't even be room for it. Y'all can move to California where you can play year round. They have mm-hmm. to vote that in. It, it would have to be voted on. Well, we'll see. They're, they're, they're already bidding on who's going who's gonna to build it. That's what I'm saying. They're at the stage where they're bidding on who's going to actually do the construction now. That sucks. It was a good course. We're, we're bidding on it. Yeah. We're bidding on it. Mm. Uh, Reg, oh, actually, I'll go my hate because I know you got some good hate. Uh, so I am hating on uh, Subaru Outbacks. I got a couple of friends here to drive Subarus, and they're the fast ones. But the Outbacks, the motherfuckers act like they can't go over 55 miles an hour. And it's very annoying. Like, and if you're in a 40, they're going to do 38. And they always make it to where you can't get across. And I've called it. Like, and if you get the double whammy when they have like the more life, whatever license plate, all that motherfucker is only going to do 25. And it's going to do five or 10 under the speed limit. Um, it's very tragic. I'm hating on the Subaru Outback drivers and the tree huggers. Um, and fuck them. You can hate on me if you want to. And then my other hate is I'm hating on youth refs that ref these sports for these young kids and never played the sport and don't understand the rules. How can you ref a sport and not understand how to do anything? I had a referee tell a boy that he when he was playing defense and he was out on the perimeter sliding his feet, instead of putting his hands to the side, he has to put his hands up in the air, straight up in the air. And I said, hey, my man, you've never played basketball in your life, have you? I was like, man, if you would have put your hands up around me, man, I would have gave you 50 on top of your motherfucking head. So uh, get get these youth refs together, and you're not the star of the game. Let these kids do it. Don't be – you have to be tough-skinned. I've refed before. A lot of people on this call have refed before. You have to have tough skin and ignore it and take it for the fun it is. And – don't be out there trying to tee up everyone and throwing people out and forfeiting games and shit like that. It's about the kids. Teach the kids. What, when you call a foul, teach them why you call a foul. If you call a travel, tell them why you call a travel or over the line or back and forth or any of these calls you're doing. Teach the fucking kids because that's what we're there for. It's a fun league and teach the kids. And yeah, <laughs> like the game we was asking to do, he would hold the ball for 10 seconds on a running clock but before he gave it to the kids to throw it in. Correct. Yeah. It'd be like nine seconds at the end of the damn game and he's holding the ball and the clock's running out. Yeah, we are like, hey man, this is a close game. Why are you holding the fucking ball? So, uh, to all you referees out there, you can get... These nuts! And, Wait, and, I, I'm, I'm confused though. What, what happened? I need to rewind. In my entire life, I have never seen a Subaru Outback ever. Whoa. No, they don't have them in California. So that means somebody. Yeah, they do. No, not not in San Diego. They don't. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. No, because we don't drink Coors Light or Trulies out here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow! I've never seen a Subaru Outback ever. They're there. Shots fired. No, they're, they're not. You live in, how are you going to tell me what's out here? And I drive the streets. If you have a college in San Diego, I guarantee you, you have Subaru out back there. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Okay, so we have a college here, SDSU, San Diego State. You see Jeep Wranglers. You see Honda Accords, Honda Civics. Come on, man. Just sit up and really think that there's no Subaru Outbacks out there. They're all in Colorado. Oh, the slander. Got a tree hugger on the license plate. Oh, the slander out here, boy. Booger, man, you, you, dog head, bitch. Man, I can't believe that. 
And you gonna you're gonna have you're gonna have uh ladies in Birkenstocks ready to whip your ass when you get off the plane next time. Hold on, hold on. What a bug. Uh oh. She at San Diego State when she isn't going to University of Hawaii because there's no in person classes. Come here real quick. Uh oh. Impromptu survey from this. Yep. Quick question. Have you ever, and you need to speak up so they can hear you, have you ever seen a Subaru Outback? What do you mean Outback? It's a Subaru, and the name of the, the, like, you have your Honda Elantra? I don't have a Honda. Oh, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen or heard of a Subaru Outback? I don't even know anything about Subarus. Oh, okay. Hey. That doesn't prove Where do you you go every weekend to park? There's a Subaru dealer in San Diego. Wait, wait, wait. It's in San Diego, but it's full. It's full. A full lot. Wait, listen. Where do you go to well, park? That means they have Outbacks because they're not going to. We're going to sell Subarus in San Diego, listen, but listen, take all listen, the Outbacks out of the, out, of the, out of the lineup. I'm going to put the picture for it, too. And where do you go? the context of the Subaru? Why are we talking about He's Subaru? just trying to argue something that is not possible. Yeah. They're saying, they're saying possible. Outbacks it's are all not. around. This is a Subaru Outback. It's not. Wait, wait. I just showed her a picture of a Subaru Outback. No. They, you ever seen one? No. Well, oh. no one drives Subarus. I barely see them. Exactly. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. That's that's fair. All right. All right, bud. You barely does barely mean that you've seen one though. No. I mean, I've seen a Subaru before, but not frequently. Okay. So, and it wasn't an Outback. But I also just think they're ugly, so I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> they got they got Subarus out there. Yeah, we. Uh, I don't know why we're talking hey, about this. Hey, uh, should should possible get get <laughs> to. Sorry, I because we see a lot of them here. I can't lie, but should yeah get to your hate, Shug, so we can wrap this show up. Uh, Dan Hari had to drop because of his power issue, so we'll wrap it up and we'll get out of here. I'm gonna go with the service industry, and uh, and it's gonna be a little bit on both sides. Um, motherfuckers, let's get back to work, man. I'm sick and tired of seeing empty shelves, you know, going into a store where motherfuckers is standing around, ain't got nothing to do. Everybody else get back to work, motherfucker. So we can all go and buy the shit that we need and go on about our lives. I'm sick and tired of having to go places two and three motherfucking times to get shit. (laughs) Y'all feel me on that? Because Amazon ain't delivering everything. We ain't got no groceries out here. Shit, man. I'll you know? tell you where I get mine from, but I don't want to give it up. The shelves will be empty. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hate on I'm gonna hate on fucking people out here just doing dumb shit too. Like if you if you're going to like for example, if you gotta go return something, you know, the the lines for shit are so long. So like, you know, I, I just had a situation recently where the bitch was in there stealing <laughs> from the store. Whoa, whoa, you right. I'm serious, dude. This was like at a at a <laughs> this was like at a department store. The bitch is in there stealing shit. Then she goes and tries to return it. And I'm in customer service line, like, whoa. y'all motherfuckers didn't see this bitch in here just trying to put that shit in her purse. And now y'all just like, well, ma'am, do you have the receipt? And you know, you're asking, like, what the fuck? What in the fuck is going on? Where are the lo- where is loss prevention? That's what I want to know. <laughs> if anyone wants to go get a job, go get a job in loss prevention because that it will keep you fucking employed forever. Because <laughs> crackheads is everywhere. Yes, indeed. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. 
All right. Well, that uh, that wraps up our uh, crazy hate, 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 hate section of the week. Um, we're going to get to the golf gigging song of the week, and it's brought to you by Moto Caddy. Reg, they sent us them M5 GPS DHC electric caddies. And, man, and they control very well going downhill. And they have a parking brake and nine speeds if you want to walk your ass off and get some exercise. Uh, My bag walks itself. Yeah. You can even take it to the mall and walk with it. You can. Um, It has onboard charging and other features. Motocaddy, the number one car company in the world, can get you right for the course today. Head over to motocaddy.us. And check out all the dope push carts they have to offer. Um, and that's motocaddy.us. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, give us a uh, rundown of what song we got this week. It's one man, of your Benny, favorite guys. Benny the Butcher, man. These Griselda cats is always delivering. they always putting out fire. Uh, this one is a, a play on two greats. So you have Conway the Machine and Benny the Butcher. And this is off of Tana Talk 4, Tyson versus Ali. Let's hear it. Tyson versus Ali. Ali. Tyson versus Ali. Everybody want to know who would be better, Tyson. Tyson versus Ali. Oh, Ali. Yeah. Uh, they compare the greatest to the greatest, like Boston versus the Lakers. Question, do your legacy rest depending on where you rank amongst the current and the late? If so, I feel like I'm straight, but rapping and selling weight, I just had them genetic traits. Or do people really care? Do they just want to hear the music? So confusing, y'all compare two niggas from the same movement. Only for y'all amusement, it's funny to me. Y'all do it, truth is, while I'm killing shit, Conway be somewhere rooting. That nigga still sound the same, put out something exclusive. Need a hundred more soldiers, the word out that I'm recruiting. We throw so many clips, that way we can make bloopers. Rick in the car, three lanes away from a state trooper. Well, I'ma be in 20 years, I ain't looked that far ahead yet. Working overtime. Benny the Butcher, featuring Conway the Machine. Hey, go check that out. Uh, Benny the Butcher put out his album. I don't know if y'all know, um, Sunday, May 29th at 8 p.m. At the... Uh, Where's it at? The ball arena. I think it's ball arena. Uh-huh. Griselda will be there. Oh, shit. Okay. Conway. I'm in. And uh, Westside Gun. In for that. Yeah, I'm in for it. Yeah. I'm not. I can't make it. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, no. It's, yes, I mentioned ballroom. Yep. Okay. Ballroom. Okay. Um. Well, it's that time of the show where we give our shout outs. We had a great show. Great guest. Uh, great times, power outages, Subaru talk, everything that you can think of that has to do with the sport of golf. And uh, right about now, we're going to give our final shout out. So uh, wagers, shout outs, let the people know about you, where they can find you and who you're shouting out. Just want to send a, a shout out to you guys, the fellas, for having me on the podcast. It was fun. Um, give a shout out to my wife. She's watching my three boys right now and She'll be doing it again this Sunday while I go play golf. So nice. Um, it was fun, fellas. Appreciate you coming on, Booga. Shout out. Before I start shouting out, wagers. How how old are your boys? They are eight, six, and two. Oh, you was a Rolling Stone. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you hide in the bathroom with no camera on doing a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to shout out the fellas, of course, and 
Got a special shout out for Black Dynamite Marcus. Ain't seen a minute, man. You know, uh, much love to everybody. And thanks for having me here all the time. Word. Marcus. Shout out to you, fellas. Another good time. Looking forward to our season about to begin. Mm-hmm. Ready to get out there. We'll get out there a little more than I did in the last few years. So I'm I'm looking forward to playing some golf with y'all. Word. Um, my shout outs. Uh, actually, Shug, you go ahead and give shout outs. Yeah, shout outs to the fellas, man. Always. Um, shout outs to my wife. Um, shout outs to the listeners always fucking with us and again as we always tell you if you like what you hear tell somebody and tell them to tell somebody else that's how we do it yeah but um yeah shout outs to the springtime and the weather getting better and other than that man that's it word hey i want to shout out my fam bam bushwood hard knock slicers um and then shout out to the the girls that are getting the cart cart girl uh jobs please show up to work uh, and and be efficient so that we can get drinks then um more than one hole. Um, all the guests that we have on wagers took his time to come out here. Dan, Marcus, and Booger are are always available, and they they make their time to come out here, and we appreciate that. And they're fixtures of this show, and we appreciate them for that. Um, and actually, I want to put out there that. Maybe we will put together a don't be alarmed uh, one day tournament for a trophy to kick off uh, warming up for the regular golf season. So we're going to see. Let me know ahead of time so I can fly out. Okay. And I will put that together. And uh, yeah, me me and me and Suge, we're going to get together and uh, we'll we'll try to put something out there and maybe get a trophy uh, that we'll pass around. Mm -hmm. On behalf of Don't Be Alarmed. Um, I want a belt so I can get my pants fitted. Oh, shit. The belt might work. (laughs) Yeah, we could do a belt, too. A championship belt. That might be cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And with that being said, we got Dan back with the power. Dan, you got any shout-outs? Can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There you go. Hey, we back. All right. You got any shout-outs? I thought I was about to have to get in the car and, like, drive away. There's a field by my house and a big fire going on. Oh, shit. And it's late here. So it's like people could be sleeping. And, you know, not a lot of people have home phones and stuff. And this could have been bad. So it, And it's windy as fuck. Oh, windy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it was just a power outage. Man. Yeah. Hope everything's all right, man, for sure. I think it's going to be good. You know, I walked outside and right when I walked outside, all the lights went on. So it's all good now, I believe. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, it was uh, shout out to you fellas. If you're asking, uh, I was listening in the background. So thanks Eric for being my interpreter. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to send out some smoke signals, but I think that was a little inappropriate. At night. <laughs> no, I do have some native American in me. So, you know, I have my ways. <laughs> do you get a check? <laughs> no, he doesn't have that much. Not enough. <laughs> Come on, man. Did you get a check? Come on, guys. <laughs> man. All right, Dan. Any more shout outs? Nah, just shout out to the to the wife, to the fellas, everybody. Uh, 
Shout out to warmer weather. I'm, I'm actually going to get my first round in this Saturday. Nice. So shake the cobwebs off. We'll see how it goes. And, and look forward to playing with you guys soon. Yes, indeed. And with hey, that, shout shit, out to everybody getting them checks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, take us out of here, Shug. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, man, I'm just playing everybody man but, uh, you know if y'all want to let us borrow some of that in them checks let us know <laughs> but man as we always tell you you know check in on your folks make sure they're cool um, that is definitely needed in this environment um, and take care of each other man and on that note we out we out okay. Negro.